Welcome back to another week of Sluts and Scholars, where we make your sex smarter and your smart sexier. I'm Simone. And I'm Nicoletta. And this week we have Alexandra Fine. She is the CEO and co-founder of Dame, Indiegogo's number one adult product campaign. Oh, oh! Woo! Dame is the home of the couple's vibrator toys, Eva, as well as Finn. Um, Al graduated from Columbia University with a master's in clinical psychology, concentrating in sex therapy. She has worked to promote sexual health at multiple nonprofits, chaired her undergraduate sex week, and taught multiple sexual education programs, and is here in LA this weekend to, what is it, the um, Cycles and... Cycles and Sex. Cycles and Sex. Mm. Welcome. We're so yeah. happy to have you. Thanks. I'm so, so happy to have you. You're so cool. <laughs> so tell us about how Dame got started. Sure. So Dame Products has been a an entity for a little bit over three years now. Um, I wanted to be a sex therapist for a long time, ultimately found out that I was way too impatient for all that school and wanted mm, to get out there sooner. I hear sooner. you. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the school. School. <laughs> school forever. Yeah, but I was really interested in sexuality. So um, I ended up working at a small consumer good company and realizing like, oh, nobody really knows what they're doing. Or ever really knows what they're doing. So, like, just do whatever you want. And you know what I want to do? I don't want to be a boss. So, all my ideas were essentially, like, dating apps or sex toy ideas because that's what I was really passionate about. And then I very luckily met my co-founder. My co-founder went to MIT for mechanical engineering. Whoa. That sounds perfect for sex yes. toys. Yes. And everybody get this. And she was already trying to start her own sex. Like, she was already starting her own sex toy company. Like we were, So, we were both already start, like, already had kind of... We're in the works, and people thought we were the same person. Like somebody was like, you also "Oh my god, like? no, not real." I mean, like we're both white girls, but she's <laughs> she's um she's got like she's fairer than I got am. Got it. Got it. I was just curious. People thought you were like sister sex toy makers, but because like, they were doing th- the same thing. Oh, but people have thought we've ever. I, I mean, we, we've definitely gotten mistaken for each other. We definitely because like you know you, one, you know one of us is one of us, but you don't know which one of us. Mm-hmm. And then. Anyway, that's how I used to feel about Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Right? Yeah, exactly. Feel exactly. That way like, about they them. don't yeah, look I'm still alike. Never quite sure. <laughs> but you're like, wait, you're one of those two. Yeah. So that's we get that. <laughs> and yeah, we met, and we like to say we got like business married or business engaged on the first date. We Aww. realized like how we, did you meet? We met because after she heard about me a few times from going around being like, oh, I'm doing this, and people being like, oh, I met your co-founder, or like, oh, my roommate met you last week, and she was like, I wasn't here. <laughs> so um, then she asked a few people, and somebody had my information and put us in touch, mm-hmm. and then we went out for breakfast, um, and I just, I had already been, I had given up looking for an engineer that was going to, really, like, get on board with what I was doing mm-hmm. and be a real co-founder versus, like, somebody I could just pay. And I was also really interested in finding somebody that was, like, you know, passionate about yeah. it. Yeah. So did you two have similar visions? Is that what people kept on conflating the two of you? Um, and I so think, what was your vision initially? Sure. So I think we were predominantly just conflated because we were two women taking ownership of this space and mm. wanting to make sex, like, both lived in Brooklyn, both young women, and, like... Both passionate about sex both and passion- pleasure. Right. And, and in, a, in a very, like, frank, straightforward, n- no BS kind of way, like, this is what we're interested in doing. And That's like, awesome. Yeah. And so, so you were just like, I want to make sex toys because this is a space that, like, I want to claim for my so, own? Or what were you noted? Was there, like, a hole in the market that you wanted to fill? Or was it? Ha 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 We wanted to penetrate the market. Oh, yeah. <laughs> penetrate you? Do, well, actually, neither of your toys are, Do you penetrate? are penetrative. No, none, none of them are penetrative. Well, yeah, you could take fit. Yes, you they're not designed. You could put fit inside you someone. Could, yes, you could, you could pour something. Um, but one of the reasons why we... I think we both wanted to start sex toy companies separately because we both felt like this was an underserved space, that people weren't taking sex toys seriously hmm. to some extent. Mm-hmm. I would say I really felt like I had specific ideas for actual concepts. Um, and I was really kind of intrigued by the lack of conversation around the importance of the clitoris. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so many sex toys are penetrative, and neither of your sex toys are. Right. So there's there is that that all these toys are designed to be internal when like a lot of women prefer external stimulation or need some external in addition to penetration. Yes, and I was really intrigued also by these toys that were for couples in particular. Uh, pretty much so, I, I started working on Eva, which is our first toy, which is a hands-free couples vibrator that a woman can wear while she, or while the vulva owner is being penetrated. Mm-hmm. It's really great. It has like little arms that wrap around your labia and just kind of like locks in place and like yeah. squeezes So actually labia. it doesn't wrap around, it tucks underneath and it pushes out. Oh, I so thought it Yeah, I have a question about how you came up with the the design for that mm-hmm. because obviously every vulva owner has a different vulva. Yeah. Does it seem to stay on or fit as a one size thing? Yeah. Even though we're not one size fits all? Right. So, okay. Great question. So when I first started creating the product, I really wanted like, the idea was like, how could I get a vibrator to stay on top of my clitoris and give me stimulation? In a hands-free way. Wow, the R and D must have been so challenging. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was. I, I mean, it was so R and D research and design de- development. Yeah, oh, yeah. sure. Uh, of I was just making a joke about <laughs> having to masturbate a lot. Yeah. sorry, whatever. <laughs> well, the I actually think the funner part was getting all my friends to come over and try it out. To come over, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you were like, I need to have like people saying what it was like and right. to give me feedback. And okay, just because I can get it to work for myself doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody. So go so. What happened, I was taking apart other vibrators, getting some plastic mold, and this is before I met Janet. So, like, I was really, like, arts and craftsing it, if you ah. will, versus engineering it. Um, so, or that's what it felt like, even though I think, you know, she would say it's still, like, that is the beginning of engineering. Um, so you were, like, taking a bullet and, like, trying to figure out how to mount it? Yes, I was actually taking more, like, pancake vibra- pancake motors. It's a different type of motor than usually what's in a bullet. But I was wrapping them around um, with this shape that kind of was just like a big coin, like something that looked like this. I don't know. It's like and an I oblong it, kidney-shaped thing that yes. you're showing. Ooh, very good. Excellent. Good descriptives. <laughs> I got you, listeners. I got so you. So good. And so, and then I was doing like these, it, it was staying in place while I was having sex. If I put it in place, once he was already inside of me and we were just in that position. Mm-hmm. But I realized like, okay, if I was standing up, if I stood up all the way, it would pop out. Or if I like plied all the way. <laughs> So I realized As one does during sex, well, at, right? But I started having my friends come over to try it out, and that's what I'd be like. All right, well, you know, squat over something, and it would either stay in place when they were standing up. At some point, they would it was there, but if depending on how they were moving, that kind of um, it would dislodge mm-hmm. so or pop it out. So I realized it needed to move in some way with the body. So I started playing around with making it have these wings. That would you know you squeeze them. It's um kind of like a shower curtain rod or anything mm-hmm. that you make smaller. You put it in something and then it expands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the idea. So you squeeze it and then you kind of like tuck it under each labia and then it pushes out. And then if you plie, it just continues to kind of push out with your lips. Ooh, and then if you stand wow. up, it kind of pulls back in. So is it dis- is there discomfort at all? Is it like a hard pressure? So it's. So something that's challenging is actually the harder the pressure is, to a certain extent. There's like this room, depending on how easy we make it to squeeze those wings, is like ultimately where the the research and development really went into. Um, We kind of err on the side of making it softer. Right. We'd rather it pop out than be uncomfortable. While that's it stays a good. In. That's a good, and of course, every person's different. Everyone's I, different. I mean, I imagine because so for listeners out there who don't know the shape of the clitoris, it you know there's a little bean-looking thing at the top that sticks out, right. but the legs of the clitoris are underneath where you can't see it. Kind of as like a wishbone shape. Yeah, all the way down along the sides of the vaginal opening. So sometimes like when kind of behind you, your labia. Yeah. So yeah. when you play with like the lips or the labia part you're getting at the legs of the clitoris. So I would imagine that the wings are like further maybe stimulating they the are. legs of the clitoris. That has definitely been something that will have some, like some people specifically love that about it. Um, yeah. And it's it does stay in place for most women in most positions. And it's something we're going to continue to work on and improve. Um, so how did you turn it from like a makeshift 
yeah, in your kitchen, crafty, craft table to, I mean, you're a CEO of, you know, you're a young female CEO of your own business. Like how yes. did you get there? Well, one, I met Janet and the, the way I went from making these makeshift products to having like a real finished professional looking good um, out in the world is a lot to do with Janet. My co-founder, the engineer, the engine. She she really she had eight years of product development experience. Wow. For her, she you know similar kind of base level concept of why she wanted to start a company. But for her, she had bought some expensive toys, couldn't figure out how to use them. And was do you like, mean toys to make toys with or sex toys? No, she bought some sex toys. Got it. Um, one in particular that was that really irritated her that was. Uh, really expensive, and then she couldn't figure out how to use it. And she was like, I do this for a living. Like, if I can't figure this out, mm. like consumer goods and yeah. how to interact with them is, is something she really, you know, to make spends them more time. Mm-hmm. So then she started taking apart sex toys and realized how, you know, she kind of expects less from this these types of products than she does other products. Mm-hmm. Um, and realized she really had the skill set to, lit- to just make vibrators better. Which I, which I will say, I do feel like is happening in the space. Yeah. Um, in, in some ways, like we used to have all those jelly products that had like TPE and were... Yeah, not great quality. Not, not great good quality. Ones, right? Yeah, then they were just carcinogenic. They were bad for... They were, oh, yeah. oh, okay. They were bad for... I mean, <laughs> just we had like water bottles. Too. Yeah, but we also had water bottles. We, as humans, we've made some mistakes uh-huh. with materials along the way. Yes. Okay. Um, yes, lead paint. Lead paint, exactly. We have learned some, somewhat from our some mistakes. T- sometimes. Sometimes I sometimes. wonder if we have. Sometimes yeah. I wonder if we have. <laughs> Ugh. Wait, how did you figure out your materials and like what, like so, how that worked? Yeah, we've we had a lot of like it, conversations and debate at, in the office, and something we ultimately uh, anyway. So J- Janet uses three D printers, and we can really now product development in house, get them tested, and then she also really understands the manufacturing process and how to go from just because you can make it doesn't mean you can mass produce it, right? So and she really kind of understood the differences there and really helped us get to mass production, and. Like, we, how massive is your production? Like, how many of these do you sell? So, we've... They were out of the EVA recently. We, we actually, like, I think are just now in stock as of today. Yeah, Back in stock, which That's is great. That's a big deal. So maybe we should get out. one. We'll, yeah, we sold, we sold... So, in the first year of meeting, we sold 10,000 units. Whoa! So, yeah. And so, now we're probably getting close to 100 overall. Of a, like That's incredible. The grand, as the grand total, maybe. Yeah. It's incredible, and there's so many more vulvas to. There's so many vulvas. There's just so many vulvas. It's great. How'd you uh, come up with the name Eva, and the other one is Finn, and the other one's Finn, and the name of the company is Dame. So Eva is was what I wanted to call the company before I met Janet, mm-hmm. and then we decided we wanted to have like you know our own a new name for our, for the two for, of you for our relationship. Yes, I love it. Yeah, it's there's so many there's there's so much of like why Eva. But Eva was because I really, I, I didn't, especially when I first started off, I was, I really wanted to make sure that it was approachable. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was important that it didn't mean something else. Like I wouldn't have wanted to call it like a lot in business. It'll be like, it's good to name your business. Like something obvious that like geek squad, like what do you want when your computer's broken? Like, oh, you want a geek and you want a squad of them to come over to your house. Like geek squad, great <laughs> name. Like, what does this product do? Oh, Vulva vibe. Vulva vibe. <laughs> Click tickler. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's a lot there. And then I, that was not what I wanted to do. Yeah. I was definitely kind of feeling like, how do we make it more approachable? Now I have, like, some, like, slightly different views. Like, I don't like the word discreet. It kind of irks me. Yeah, it does me. have a kind of discreet thing to it. But you're, but if your goal is not concealing, then it's not it's attempting like, to be discreet. It's right. just like, I don't want to call it something hokey. Right. I don't want it to be a clit tickler. Exactly. That's just too I, not, Right. And, and also, there's a way for things to be intimate and private that doesn't mean that you need to be shameful of it. But there's something about discretion that is, like, that makes me feel like you're supposed to be ashamed. Like, you need mm-hmm. to be discreet when you do that. Mm-hmm. Because, so... But Eva, just it it didn't really mean anything. I think these are very vaginal, vaginal <laughs> and erotic, and like, oh, uh, I love and like feminine and powerful. 
And then I put a lot of other vowels around a V. Oh, I just thought Eva stood for external vulva awesomeness. That's amazing. I'm going to just start saying that. Wow, pack that. Wait, that is so <laughs> much have, better than the real story. No, <laughs> yeah, just it was a nice name. And I thought it sounded great. It means it means life in Hebrew. It does. That's So that's, uh, yeah. Is that your Hebrew name? Yeah. Mine's Shlomit. Chava. Shlomit. Yeah. Better than Chufshit. My parents used to always threaten us when we were bad. Chufshit? Yeah, but whenever we were bad (laughs) growing up or ungrateful, my father would be like, you know, we could have called you (laughs) Chufshit. I never got a Jewish name. My name just sounds like a (laughs) neo-Nazi. Nicoletta that's a Heidegger. Oh. Not necessarily neo. (laughs) Sorry, old school Nazi. (laughs) (laughs) My apologies. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. So we were at how you got the Back name Eva. So, so Eva, Eva the external vulva awesomeness. Yeah, I thought it sounded really like yeah. both feminine and powerful and sensual and not like, I don't know. I, I just liked the way it sounded and sounded and that was kind of it. Um, and then Dame, I, I love the name Dame and that took yeah, us a really awesome. long time to kind of land on. And at first, because I had been like attached to Eva, which has this really like, it doesn't mean anything really, mm-hmm. or it can, but it, it doesn't really more mean delicate, anything. It's sadly. much more delicate. It's much more feminine. And dame was one of the words that we put down when we were thinking all of the titles or all the other words you can use for a woman. Mm-hmm. And at first, like, it's like when somebody says like a real truth, but like at first, it, like it bothers you so much, and then you come around to it. At first, I was like, oh, this. It, 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 I was like, didn't why? Feel right. It didn't feel. It, it felt particularly unright because I was so obsessed with Eva. And then I, all of a sudden, I was like, oh no! Mm-hmm. Like, damn. The thing about it is, it's strong. Oh fuck yeah! I think of and Judy it's Dench. Bold. Yeah. And Agatha Christie. Yes. You should have called your vibrator so Agatha Christie. We thought about it for a while. It's like the Agatha, there, the Judy. There was the- also like a Dame Eva. Like we looked it up, and there is, there was an Eva at some point in history who. Are you, do you get? Is it knighted? Are you still knighted yeah, when you become knighted. a dame? Or damed? Maybe you're damed. I have damed? no idea. You're I, I don't know the verbiage. Yeah, well, I like knighted. Knighted. Okay. When you're knight, that was knighted, and we were like, maybe we can name all of our vibrators dames. But I don't know. I. How did you? How did you use your like identity and sexual identity as a person and bring it into the company? Mm. Um. That's, I mean, it's always interesting about how, like, we bring our identities into any, like, company. Mm-hmm. Um, or your sexuality. And the sexuality, yeah. Yeah. So I definitely feel like, well, we, I definitely feel like my sexuality has led me to be the business person I am today. Oh, tell us more. Uh, um, I just, I feel like, okay, a lot about business is getting everybody to see a vision that you want to see, get them excited about it and working towards that vision. That's essentially seducing somebody, right? Mm. Like, so I don't know. I think that there's a lot there in that. Um, I think that like the power that sexuality can make me feel often also made me feel really empowered to go out in the world and do whatever I want. The fact that I could get like a 50-year-old guy to want me also made me feel like I could get a 50-year-old guy to give me money. <laughs> oh, yeah. I totally see that. Totally yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. And selling I, a product. It, it, selling a product. But, like, oh, yeah. Like, that is a confidence. Like, like I am a person. Like, it, it's funny because I've, I've gotten looks that have made me feel like, oh, my God, you don't know I'm a person. And I've gotten, like, very similar looks that are like, oh, you want me as a person, you know? Mm. Um, How do you but, deal with that yeah. from a business perspective? Like, do you get a lot of people not taking you seriously, A, as a female CEO, and B, as someone in the business of pleasure? Yeah, so, I mean, there was one instance I can think of that was very explicit in that they were like, I I had applied for some, like a grant, not a grant, like a loan thing, not a loan, what was it? Some money. Some money. I applied for money. (laughs) That's what it is. Yep. I applied for money, and one of the judges wrote back being like, is this product a joke? And I didn't even give, like, Because it was about pleasure? Because it was about sex and pleasure. And I mean, like, honestly, I mean, there's, Eva sounds kooky. Like, a lot of new products sound kind of kooky. When, if you look at it, it doesn't look like a vibrator. Yeah. It's kind of like a a Jigglypuff kind of thing. Yes. A Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff is very, is a good one. (laughs) There's Um, so many other names we're coming up with for this sex toy. (laughs) 
so good. Jigglypuff is great. Um, but also the Pokemon that I most identify with. Jiggly. Yeah, you Jigglypuff? are totally Jigglypuff. Thank you. <laughs> Jigglypuff is great to play in Smash Bros. Because you just like fly and just kind of like stay above everything for a while. <laughs> Okay, we're uh, also ADD. No, we're going to get, get on to Pokemon. Because I'm really curious, like, who, who are your investors then? Like, so how we did were, you get people on board? We were able to, we crowdfunded our product, so most of the business was funded via just people wanting the product yeah. and willing to pre-order for it. Wow. Then we had some angels. Um, we've also, were able to put some of our own Are they money. mostly men or women? They're actually mostly men. Interesting. We have I've now had, you know, lots of different experiences, but... When we were looking for money, a lot of the experiences I had with female investors was were actually really like anti not anti what we were doing. Like they were supportive of us, but didn't necessarily want to fund us because they were very concerned with how with their reputation with yeah. them they but want to be taken seriously. Like, yeah, which is so fucked up that the idea of so they didn't, a sex didn't want to be seen as someone who was investing in a they didn't in want, a pleasure company. Yes. For for multi for a well, multitude of reasons, because it's so much more challenging if you're in that space as a woman. So you have to be very careful about like they wanted your to reputation. see the most serious. Almost they want to look more serious and more professional. They have to because they have to. Oh, like it's fuck that. like the fuck privilege to do whatever you want, you know, and just to back whatever you want is a real privilege that I don't always, that they didn't always feel like they had. Mm-hmm. And then also on another note, like I think that. I'm going to change the world with these vibrators. And I think my team feels that way. Probably not going to be the next Uber mm-hmm. or, you know, so a lot of, like a lot of VCs really want to hear that you're a software company. We make a physical good, which is already kind of um, not the business model. A lot of like, so like startup scene is really looking for. Mm-hmm. So there's also financial reasons. Like there are legitimate reasons outside of that why you might shy away, shy away from the company. Um, but ultimately we're, we were more profitable and already had more revenue than a lot of these other like software startups. How yeah. did you learn the like business acumen of it? Like, was that something that your partner was more familiar with or are you just like a, a business person? I would say, uh, I don't want to compare myself. I think I, I love business books. I'm like a real nerd about it. My dad, um, b- both of my parents have run companies in some way. They're pretty entrepreneurial and we're really encouraging of that. In fact, they weren't as encouraging of me being a sex therapist. They were much more encouraging of me having a vibrator company. Interesting. Because it was a business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or, or, you know, there was some talk about how being a therapist is a good mother job, but like that. Oh, a good mother job? It's a great job if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, too. It can offer oh, a lot of flexibility. flexibility in your schedule. Interesting. Which is totally true. But, like, I was like, that wasn't how I was thinking about my career at that point and didn't really want to think about my career in terms of… Of motherhood? Of motherhood, yeah. I definitely want to be a mom, but I can't… I Not now. <laughs> Not now, and I can't imagine when I am a mom as me ever being like, hi, I'm Alex Fine. I'm the mom of. I think it will always be, hi, I'm Alex Fine. I'm the CEO of this company. And then maybe I'm the mom of. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, a little. Like, I want to do this and do that. And I think for most people, the idea of when you become a mom, that that's supposed to take your whole identity. That's your whole identity now. Which is fine if that's what you want, want, but it's also no longer necessary. Right. And I know that that's not what I want. And for a while, I thought maybe I didn't want to be a mom at all. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, no, I want to be a mom. I just don't want it to be the only thing I am. Yeah. You want to be a CEO so you can have a nanny. Yeah. Yeah, I get I it. do it all. Um, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I just want to go back to the name thing. I'm so sorry we didn't talk about Finn yet. Finn is because it's a finger so vibrator. Because it's a finger vibrator. So Al oh. so nicely sponsored the recent Sexual Health Alliance event that we had. Um, and donated some of the fins. And it was, a, I think, that are they all that, like, um, light green color? So there's two. It comes in a coral color, which okay. I believe is out of stock right now. Okay, too. there's coral, and then there's, like, a lightish. Turquoise. Mint. Mint. There we go. Mint. And it looks like, um, I don't how do you describe it? It's like you're putting this vibrator onto your hand that almost looks like a large, like, rubber band with, mm-hmm. like, a, something on the end. And so you can, like, hands 
like you don't have to pay attention to holding a vibrator. It's just like connected to your person. Yes. So the things about our vibrators, I think they're both really designed with partners in mind and something that we were hearing from partners and, and from any people who wanted to use these toys in the bed, like with another human, mm-hmm. um, was that they wanted to still really feel connected to that person. Yeah. They didn't necessarily always want the toy to become the act, which it can be fun sometimes too. But they, most of the people we were talking to, they're like, we want to feel like it's really just the two of us and that this is like a little extra kick. Mm. So, that you know, Eva is something that does that hands-free. Um, and then, but we also heard that another way to create this like thing that you don't even notice is there is when it's tied to your action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it's like literally a part of your finger. When it's part of your finger. So it was about how do we make that feel as seamless and possible. Um, It's got a removable tether. So in some ways, it's like a small little bullet vibrator that has a fin is another way of thinking of it. You know, that kind of sticks up that you can go, but that clips between your two fingers. So it's really, I... It it reminds me of those, um, you know, those little things you put on your pencil. Yeah. Like an eraser? Yeah. No, no, no. You put it um, to grip your pencil. Oh, yeah. It looks like one of those. Yes. I've thought about those for two decades. It also reminds me of those new things that are on the back of everybody's phones. Yep. Oh. That you can put your two fingers to make it easier to hold your phone. So your phone is like an extension of your hand, which is also a healthy thing. (laughs) Yes. Great. Yes. (laughs) We should all just the fins. I wonder how, I mean. But it's great for people with disabilities. It's great for people with arthritis. It's also, like that tether is detachable. So like personally, I don't need the tether. It feels really secure on my fingers without the tether. And it's just that much easier to grab and start using. Mm-hmm. Which is, to me, the biggest thing is like if I can't find the toy and I and it takes us out of the space, you know. So I was like, how do we make this so easy to just yeah. grab and use? Uh-huh. Um, I wonder I how that relates because I think a lot of people, like, there are a lot of folks, and I would say it is often heterosexual men who feel afraid of toys that mm-hmm. are disconnecting or replacements, yeah. like the big like clitoral wand, aka personal massager, as mm-hmm. it used to be called. You know, I think a lot of people are afraid. I Hitachi. Yeah, I love the Hitachi and all the forms of it. But, like, that is this big, large thing. And I think for many, it can feel um, like a replacement or, or feel like it's getting in the way. Yeah. And so yours is sort of, it sounds like, more approachable for, for folks who are a little more hesitant yes. to bring something into the partnership. Yes. And... and- Yes, it's a very, like, it's something, if we're going to acknowledge that women are sexual beings, we need to also acknowledge that that men are emotional and sensitive beings. And it matters how yes. both people feel about bringing in these products. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so, yes, it's like this great intro toy, but I think really what it is, is it's not, is that it's, the, the toys really designed to place the the attention and the focus on each other and not the, the product. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And there's all these subtle things that we do in the design that I think, you know, emphasize that. Mm-hmm. Like what? Well, one of – it is – yes. One of them is it doesn't – nothing goes inside so, or nothing looks like a penis. So nothing yeah. is supposed to feel like so it's it pretty gender replace. neutral. It's very gender neutral. Um, it's also um, – like, for example, Finn, you can turn it upside down and wear it so your skin, like your fingertips will vibrate – so when you oh. touch, so you could still have like skin to skin contact. <laughs> yes, because a lot of people are saying. I wish we had these to like play with while we were talking. They're in my car. I brought them in. Oh, I just no. realized I let them in my car, oh. and I was like, oh. And then I was like, oh, Alex. Bummer. I guess we would have uh, gotten distracted. Oh, Al, yeah, we would have gotten distracted. Um, I have a question about the Eva in particular. So it's is it constant uh, vibrating yes. stimulation? Yes. See, that seems a little overwhelming so to me that, personally. And we also what have, I like with mm-hmm. a vibrator when I'm with a partner is that it's like you're like doing stuff and you're like, get the vibrator! And then you like get it and like and then it's just like exploding. Right. As opposed okay. to like constant. Yeah. So talk to me about that. And then the, another thing that could be a pro of Finn that, you know, is that because it's there and it's hands free, there's no pressure. Right. Like no physical pressure unless mm-hmm. your partner rubs up against that area and that will create pressure. Mm-hmm. So some people are like, oh, the thing I like about my vibrator is moving the vibrator around. Wait, the fin or the Eva? So fin, fin. when it's on your fingers, you can move movement. it around. Yeah. So the pressure play there can be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Eva, you know, it's not. there's not going to be that pressure play unless you're using your body is to create it. Your pelvis to move You move around it around, it. which people love. We get a lot of, in fact, I hi, I always recommend like, you know, the way you can use a wedge or like a pillow. Like if you 
put that if your partner's behind you, like a, like you start in doggy style, and then you get flattened uh-huh. with Eva. <laughs> you get flattened. Yeah, and then you get flattened. Like, <laughs> like a doggy fall. pancake. Well, I feel like that always kind of yes. happens too. Or for meat sometimes. <laughs> and it's good to have a pillow underneath you for your lower underneath. lumbar back Exactly. Stuff. It's great. So then you can push up against the pillow to yep. create that pressure that you want. Yep. Even, and if you put Eva so there, it, it will stay in place perfect. On your clit. You have to put pressure on it to be on your clit? I'm sorry. No. I'm not totally understanding. Yeah, no, no. It will stay right on your clit without any pressure. Got it. But it's just a fun way to add pressure. Or move it side to side. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I, I like to, to hump things. <laughs> don't we all yeah, don't, yeah that was well I'm I'm lucky that I have supportive parents and for any parents out there listening humping stuff is one of the first things that you'll see even among young kids you know mm-hmm. they figure out from an early age that like grinding on this like sofa armchair you know or grinding on a pillow or a lamppost is like feels good and so they'll figure out how to how to do it yeah, yeah Nicolette is an exerciser Oh, yeah, I used to call it exercising. <laughs> she was like, hump. At the pole at the park. Yeah, she loved That's it. That's really funny. Which required a lot of arm strength, I'm just I saying. I know, I was very Like, good. I must have been ripped. Oh, I mean, you were talking about horseback riding earlier, too. That, yeah. That, oh, man, I yes. just had a hilarious idea to wear Eva while horse riding. Mm. Hilarious! I think that you better be pretty good at posting, because I feel like <laughs> if you're just knocking oh, up and down, that, that'll, yeah, it'll push it out. Um. <laughs> So we no, talked the a little bit about, about how investors. Oh, oh, sorry. We talked a little bit about how investors react to mm-hmm. uh, Dame being a sex toy company. I'm really curious about how being the CEO of a sex toy company uh, affects your personal life, if at all. Like, I don't know your dating situation, but like, how do potential partners react? Do they think that you have this like insane sex drive and that you must be this like crazy person? That, but like, how? Yeah, how does it come into play? Yeah. If at all. So, um, I've been seeing. The same person throughout the whole time, like before I started the company, mm-hmm. and I'm we're engaged to be wed. Oh, delightful! <gasps> yes, I like saying it in like in you're that old school way. Like you're saying it like a dame would. Yeah, to yeah, be we're, wed. We're, be, we're my my betrothed. My, my betrothed. <laughs> yes, you're yes, betrothed. my my, my betrothed. Because it all feels very like old school. So might as well lean into it. Because I'm dame. Yeah. I've also been really considering having like a Renaissance themed wedding for <gasps> lots of reasons. Because then huh. I feel like I can just be like, oh yeah, well, it's just in the theme of Renaissance, so it's okay that it's sexist. Re- Renaissance. Renaissance. Just- <laughs> it's okay that it's sexist. <laughs> right. So it's like, I can like, be given away by right. my father because it's the Black Plague is still happening. Exactly. <laughs> it like makes everything, like, I don't have to think about it anymore. It's like in just for the, the show of it. Um, which Please is, invite us to your Renaissance wedding. <laughs> there should be jousting um, also. Well, yes. No, that's, too, that's ha- too similar. It's non-penetrative. Oh, no, that's... <laughs> jousting is fun. Come on. <laughs> jousting and... I just jousting tell, is such a phallic extension of, like, male, mm. like, sticking things. Yes. You think is about it? it? Oh, well, I guess I, Two I penises coming at each other. Which penis will hit the not, other? Which is bigger. Which yeah. stronger. Uh, uh, I, I kind of like that though. Yeah, so it's kind of fun. So you had the same partner throughout the whole process. So we, yeah. So he, we've both had really interesting experiences. People making assumptions about us. People definitely making assumptions about me. Like what, what kind? Yeah. Definitely like that. That we must be, you know, kinkier, and that like having oh, I must have a lot of sex kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But really, if you start a company, I think your sex life usually goes down mm-hmm. you need some a lot Just of time a lot of time and a lot yeah a lot of a lot more stress and things that make it harder to stay erotic and ease you know you live your life more in like this domestic space mm-hmm. um and so i mean those things just weren't aren't necessarily the case i think people also think that oh like the product development testing must be really fun like we do get to test out a lot of vibrators both yeah. together and solo but yeah sometimes it's not fun in fact it's crazy how often we're like oh i need you to do this tonight like like i need you to get home from work because i need us to have like we have we have to have sex. it's like it's, so it's, it's have like i have friends have who are trying to conceive it becomes a little bit that. like that it's like yeah like, oh, right now get up here right i was like, like okay i want you to do the exact same three thrusts in the same with the same angle <laughs> now try like, it I need, this angle yes now and then i'll like switch the prototype to a different prototype to see if it stays in better <laughs> but like i want him to stay like the control you know <laughs> so you can't Science. move 
Yes. So I it's got to it. be like the same, exact same motion. You got our sound guy going too. He's laughing, <laughs> just imagining having to be this to like stand And he's just like standing the there, kind of like, you know, un- usually fairly annoyed at the situation a little bit. That's so you funny. Know? And I'm like, I love you too. <laughs> Don't you feel so connected? connected? Right. Because even though that's like what it is, but there's a lot in the development process that sometimes takes you out of that. Yeah. Um, I, I've also, yeah. Yes. Definitely. I don't know. Are most of the folks, because you just came from a, a trade show in Europe, right? Yeah, it was, I was in Germany not too long ago. Ach so. <laughs> Sorry, proceed. Yeah. Um, have you noticed that most of the folks in the business of pleasure are male? Yes. I would say most of the folks in most businesses are male. I wonder what the, that's not true, I guess, for like fashion is probably very female dominated uh, I don't know I, I don't think, think like it's the leadership female. I think there's probably more women in it but I feel like it, I feel like it's still probably male dominated I would be really curious to know the true stats like earlier when you were asking me if it was hard to be a woman starting a business and if there was more biases against me not only because I'm a woman but I'm a woman doing something in sex mm-hmm. like ultimately like I only know my experiences so it's always hard you know that feeling you're like did you just talk to me differently like is that because I was a girl or do you just do that to everybody? To everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like you never know. I, I often feel that. And, and to me, it feels like, yeah, there are a lot of guys. There's a lot of um, sex is a, is a dirty thing that's kind of like embedded in all the marketing and, and in the hmm. vibe. That is kind of like true of a lot of porn, I feel like. And that's true of a lot of like sex toys and how they're marketed. Um. So the industry definitely has, you know, a lot of things that make me sigh, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. what? Where does, like, like, the work need to be done? So what things make you sigh in particular? Like, if you feel yeah. sharing No, I, I, I do. And, and it's always, it's, it's hard to describe sometimes because it's always in the nuance of things mm-hmm. where I don't, like, anything that you're into can be great. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to, if you like seeing how big you can, like, what's the biggest thing you can put inside of you, if that's something that's in, that you're into, like, I don't want to, 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 to shame you for that in any way, but like, you know, huge black cock dildo stuff sometimes makes me feel like, ugh. Is that really what everyone's wanting? Is that really what, I'm, right. Like that, that looks like it Sometimes. could just be painful. Or is, it, or is it more what this male CEO wants to see people putting inside Right. Them? Is this, is On this. On a subconscious f- level, not that it's like a. Oh, right. Or like, is this for her pleasure or is this for his pleasure to penetrate her? And then there's also like all the sex robot stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is fascinating. Which is fascinating. What do you I mean, think it's about always that? like, all, it's always like the intersection of technology and sex, where in some ways it can really make us feel closer together. And then there are also times where it's like, are we re- encouraging replacement? Yeah. Like, and if you're how much into a great article about this in the New York Times, which one of, with one of our guests actually, Ella yeah, that's Darling, what I was say. who mm-hmm. has a VR camming company. Yes. And the New York Times just did this whole thing about the intersection of virtual reality and sex and how mm-hmm. it really. There is it does bring a lot of people closer together, but there also is this like interesting nuance. Right. Like I, I've definitely seen people who talk, do sex robot stuff talk about and feel a lot of pride in the way that they've helped people with disabilities or people who feel like they're really stuck in a place. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I know I, your oh, your toys were geared towards women technically, but has there been a way like you were you've been talking a lot about disability and stuff. Have you heard of any other folks yeah. who are not maybe female bodied persons that are using your toys and uh, cr- other creative ways? Yeah. So uh, the toys really are designed for people with vulvas. And then they're secondly generally designed with partners in mind, even mm-hmm. though, of course, they vibrate. So, like, you don't really need anybody else. Mm-hmm. But um, they definitely, we, we hear a lot from people with disabilities often about how, you know, it's a tool. So if you are less able, tools can be even more helpful. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that's definitely true of that community. And um, we've heard from people who both loved Eva because they have mobility issues and it made it much easier for them to get that kind of stimulation yeah. hands-free. Yeah. Um, and then we've also heard from people who were like, I can't grip a vibrator normally. Mm-hmm. So Finn's amazing because it's essentially like tied to my fingers. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't have That's to worry incredible. about it. That is That's incredible. That's like that Grace and Frankie storyline. Yeah. Which is the which yes. storyline? The storyline of them creating the a vibrator for old women with or for women with arthritis. I would say our vibrator is probably better actually for I women. I know because this was so big, you still have to hold yeah, it. Yeah, there's just really big. I don't want to give away all what I felt, you know, all the secrets. <laughs> but like I also had a real I can't get through the third season just because of that. So you know it's like when something touches I'm like It's too close to home. Sometimes it's just like, oh yeah. And it's like a little bit like making a joke out of it, which they're talking about too and how it's both not a joke and it is a joke, Mm -hmm. which is true for me. Like, I also love making a joke out of it. I just, I like making a joke out of it. Yeah. It's hard to like watch, you know. So you don't get to make the joke, I make the joke. Yeah, I make the joke. I see, I I feel it. I don't know if anyone's used it this way, but I'm thinking of the the fin and I'm wondering if it could be a good thing to use on a female or male-bodied person, um, like on their perineum, you know, Mm -hmm. like the part between the genitals and the butthole um like in that middle part or like playing around the balls while you're like giving oral sex totally it can you be can really do whatever fun you want you yeah. do whatever you want but I, I wouldn't vibe. don't put something without a base in, in your, your butt, butt. <laughs> that does is, the don't tether put, count as a base or no don't? i do not put fin in your bum please <laughs> do near, not do just that just near your bum around your bum around like your bum on the on your bum but it not can be in, in right Right. On your butthole, not like, in your butthole. Te- exactly. Like, the, the chances are, if you have the tether on, it, no, you know what, I don't even don't want do to Don't do it. No, 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 don't. Don't <laughs> do don't it. Don't open yourself up to this don't, liability. Yes, I know. I hate thinking that way, though. For the butt refer to our other episode of B-Vibe with Alicia yeah. Sinclair. Isn't but. she amazing? Okay, so you two do know each other. I was going to be like, you should mm. talk to another CEO of a sex toy company. Well, she also has been in the space a lot longer than me, so she often, like, she's really... She's such a she's such a supporter. Like that's amazing. She's amazing. I really love her, and it's she's good really... that you all can support each other mm-hmm. and not be. I mean, because she's a different niche, but like you know, not compete and support each other. And in that I'm way. sure over time we'll probably both do more business together in some ways and yeah. also compete. You know, yeah, I definitely thought business would be more like. It, it is competitive. Like mm-hmm. I am. I I do want my toys to be better than other. Brands, toys, like that's <laughs> yeah. the whole idea. But on the the other side, like sometimes we can really just support each other. Like we'll get featured together often. Yeah, because you can't put fit in the butt, but you can put B five in the you butt. You can right, and we also like those products are serve totally different use cases. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our toys are great for. Well, they're great for lots of use cases, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, do you know? Like, do you get to track like? What area of the world buys the most? The U.S. Would you know where in the U.S.? Um, we sell very well in New York, and because, well, okay, well, one city we sell more in cities like New York, uh-huh. L.A., Dallas. Yeah, Dallas buys a lot of vibrators. Um, Dallas, but, go, go yeah, Dallas, go Dallas. Um, but where London uh, buys a lot, but but we sell a lot in New York in, in particular. I think because we are based in New York. Mm. So, are you in stores or is it online only? We are in in stores and Pleasure Chest, Babeland, um, amazing, good vibes. Yeah, but and you can also, buy online but as you well. can buy online. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and if you buy directly from us online, we also have like a sixty day money back guarantee, which I think is great for products. Even yeah. if you use it, even if you use it, what do you, it? Do, what do, you do with, do with the, the returns? That's yeah. <laughs> just same question. Well, my, okay, so my, ultimately, my feelings were like. Are we, by saying, like, we can't take these back for hygienic reasons, like, we're, like, how gross are these vaginas and sex? Like, why do we feel that way? So you don't want to shame people. Yeah, I I think it's, like, hiding behind shame a little bit. Like, we let people return underwear and bathing suits. Do we? Yeah, mattresses. Casper does, uh, you can return their mattress. Well, what do they do with them? They donate their mattresses. We obviously do not donate our vibrators. We do take... We take them back, we bleach them, and now we're in the process of collecting them and eventually we'll um, take them apart and recycle them. Cool. It's, it's We're just waiting until we have enough that it's worth doing. So yeah, right like now, probably only like four people have ever returned I wonder if any, really any educators yeah. would, like, because I would, I, I mean, I don't know how anyone else feels, but I would personally, like, accept a used and washed one to use for demos. I, I'm, I, I would, it's so challenging because it, I'm aware that a lot of times like we have these rules just because we're approved. Like, yeah, if you wash these and we bleach them, I actually really don't. I would, if you were going to give me your vibrator, personally, I'd rather you just wash it with soap and water. Because you don't want to put bleach in there. I don't like the no, bleach. The rule is you put a bleach and then a condom on, and then anybody can use any toy. 
Yeah. I just really don't bleach is strong. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 interesting, like the more I know and um and soap and water can, you know, kill Mostly everything. Most, mostly everything. Yeah. And how do folks wash your toys? Because Our the toys. motor is in them. It's important mm-hmm. for listeners out there when you're going to invest in a toy to know how to take care of it mm-hmm. so you don't waste your money. Right, right. We don't put them in the dishwasher. Do not, anything with electronics, don't put it in really, really hot or water. Or boiling water. Or yeah. boiling water. That will ruin the product. Um, so ours is you wash it with soap and water. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and that's it. I personally, like my life hack, is have wet wipes in your yeah in my in my uh, nightstand love it because like so you, handy dandy yeah. the last thing I want to do after masturbating pro is like, tips from get Al up. is go clean it's pro like tips go clean Al. my vibrator <laughs> <laughs> um, well we are running out of time but there is a question that I uh, would love to ask you and kind of address is kind of what we like to talk to all our guests about so you run a sex company basically mm-hmm. and we talked about it a little bit in terms of people what people think about you and your partner and like your sex life but I'm curious if you really have encountered any kind of very specific either discrimination or derision or whatever because of the nature of your work we cannot advertise on certain channels like Facebook mm-hmm. you can't advertise on Facebook no. not advertise on Facebook or Instagram yep so th- yes. Um, getting a small business loan has been difficult. There's a line in the application process that says that you can't, you know, they're government-backed loans and they can't be used to support any product of a indecent sexual nature. What? The, that's the, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indecent sexual nature is like and a it law? Is it's a yeah? I mean, it's what's it's, defined as indecent sexual nature. Why did they write the word indecent in there? Yeah. What the fuck does that even mean? I'm uh, getting so that mad. Pleasure, that pleasure is indecent. Decent. And that the thing about it that's been really when I read that I was like, great, this is awesome. We're a decent sexual nature. Like the, literally, <laughs> we are very decent sex toy company. I was like, we make sex toys of a we're decent ethical, nature. We're, yeah. Literally, like that's the whole idea. And I was just like so excited because I was like, oh, this proves that we're okay. And everybody kind of giggled at me. So how do you get around that? So we sell it. We um, we have gotten loans in different ways. Mm-hmm. And angel um, donors. and Angel donors, family. I do, I, you know, haven't, it hasn't come up, but I do come from some Privilege, as I mean, anybody growing up in America in some way, like we're all so lucky. But I do feel like, you know, I was able to get a loan at one point from my family. Mm-hmm. So you've and, been really supported by them. Uh, yeah, in some ways. And I do feel like that's always really important mm-hmm. to acknowledge as well. Yeah. Absolutely. What kind of, oh God, I have two totally separate questions. Um, what kind of support do you think you, as a female CEO, young, Especially, like, can you give to, you know, intrepid entrepreneurs that are listen entrepreneurs that are listening to this? I I would say or that, advice or how do you think that you can help make this easier, better, whatever? I just think that we. I I don't know why everybody is so convinced that it's so hard. People mm-hmm. have been running different size businesses. I'm not saying it's easy, mm-hmm. but like you know, I have a lot of this idea that like business isn't a woman's place kind of thing. It really feels like it's been perpetuated in all these subtle ways. And I feel like people are like, oh, I could never do that. And I'm like, you're smart. Like, I'm positive that, like, if you're listening to me right now, I'm pretty sure you can probably start a company mm. and, and you can do it. Like, wow. I really feel that way. Um, cash is king, you know? Like, cash flow is really important. And these are all things that are, like, I don't know. I wonder if it's like something that like I just really love and maybe business does come naturally to me or something. And that's like maybe I'm under set like, but but I, I don't know. I wish people would stop saying it was so hard. Like you can Why? do it. like business books? What's your top recommendation? Mm. I don't know. That's a challenging one. <laughs> um, like what, should, what do you like? You should fucking read. I think – Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is really good. What is it? Seven Habits Habits of of Highly Effective effective People? people. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. I mean, it's – or like how to win friends and influence people. Like that's – they sound really lame, but they're actually they're actually really great self help books in general about like figuring out what you want to do. Well, and you you also – I don't know if you feel this way, but I know for myself and that it's so important to have that support system. So whether you're meeting other women in business – 
um, or having, you know, maybe your family's not supportive. Hopefully they are, but like creating friend groups who are Mm -hmm. willing to come over and try your product, AKA your vibrator, you know, whatever it is. Um, like making sure you have a support group that believes in and supports you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's hard too, because there'll be, there'll be moments where you don't feel supported. Like I definitely, I definitely had moments where I didn't feel supported too. And speaking of support, we want to support your company. And um, I think you said earlier, and hopefully you listened to the entirety of this episode, because otherwise you are missing out on an amazing deal. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. Um, But you have offered uh, for our listeners to use a discount code to get one of your products. At 20% off, use discount code 20SLUTS. We will put it in the info below and, and post about it so you know how to get it. Yeah. That sounds- Do you think that the uh, Eva or the Finn, probably the Finn more likely, is a good first sex toy? Because I was thinking that the price point is relatively high, and if you're not, yeah, so talk to that. Talk about yeah, that. well, they're really high-quality products. We didn't really end up getting into the materials, but they're medical-grade silicone versus just food-grade, so th- there's a difference there. So they last for a long time, they la- easier to clean. very durable. They're easier to clean, and they're they're just more overall more hygienic and safer. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also rechargeable, so no batteries. Yeah, so there, well, there's a battery inside of it. It's just a rechargeable battery. Oh, nice. See, so these are things that now that I deal, you know, now I, you know, now I things. know. <laughs> but people are like, oh, so it's batteryless, and I'm like, yes, you don't have to buy batteries, but there's actually a battery in there. But you can just plug it into your computer to charge it, kind of, you know, like Handy. it's just a micro USB. <laughs> So there's all those, you know, it's, it is a high-quality, long-lasting, you know, better product. And, and some of those things also make it smaller and more powerful, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Finn is a great first vibrator because of the size and the shape and the ease of use. It's also designed to kind of not force you to change how you touch yourself. Mm-hmm. So, like, other vibrators, like, you're going to be, like, pointing at yourself with a stick almost, right. you know? Um, some of them. Um, so yeah, in that way it's great, but it is definitely not, there are less expensive vibrators that are out there too that can sometimes be a great first You are so fucking diplomatic. <laughs> I Get mean, the fucking it's so... Get the Thank you so much for joining us. How can people find um, the company or you? Yeah. Like how can people buy your stuff and follow what you're doing? So on the internet. The interwebs. The interwebs. Dameproducts.com and... On any social media, it's at Dame Products, so it's pretty easy. And then I'm I'm a fine human on the internet. A fine human. Because I'm, I'm Al Fine, and I'm a human, so it's a that. fine human. Not a sex robot. Not a sex robot. I'm a. I'm, you well, know. if you are, you are a really wonderful sex robot. So oh. highly realistic. Thank you so so much for joining us. Um, again, this is Sluts and Scholars. You want to give our little our little info? You're so much better at it than I am. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today, Al. We had a blast, and hopefully all you listeners did too. Uh, as always, if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. And if you want to find us on the internet, we're on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars and on Twitter at Sluts Scholars. And we love your emails. So email us at slutsandscholars at gmail.com. See you next week. Scholars.